Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, Wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Well, why would you choose the slow cooker over the pressure cooker? Sometimes because I'm trying to cook multiple things at once. Like I might be cooking beans in my slow cooker, which honestly, sometimes I feel like beans in the slow cooker are better than beans in an Instant Pot because you can kind of noodle them more. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding us kids. Hey, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Megan, is it? I don't really understand what the weather's like in Boise. I don't really understand what the weather is like anywhere. <laughs> okay, because, it is dry. It's very okay. dry. We're we're considered like high desert, so we get the extreme like colds and we get some snow in the winter. We get wind and then in the summer it gets hot, 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 but it's always dry. Um so right now it's kind of like cold at at night and in the mornings, but it'll get up into the 40s during the day and can be sunny and nice. Okay. So we are like, we're planning ahead. So when this airs, I don't know exactly like what the temperature will be like in New York City, but it is so ridiculously cold here. Right now. Yeah. 
February. Like, I feel like we don't recognize how deep of winter February really is. Uh, it's so cold. And I hate being that person who like whines about the cold. Like, yes, it's weather. It's cold. It's February. Like, let's move on. But it's ridiculous. Is it the kind of weather that makes you want to make cozy food, though? It is. And so I want to talk about our slow cooker. Okay. And, like, not just our slow cooker because we don't share one. <laughs> also, we I don't have more than one have... slow cooker. No, you don't. Yes, I do. We Wait, talked about why? This. Okay. And in the Instant Pot episode, we talked about this a little bit because you said that you pretty much got rid of your slow cooker with your mm-hmm. Instant Pot. And I was saying I have – two different sizes for work. One is like a six-core oval one, which is good for like big cuts of meat. Yeah, I forgot. And then one is like a two or three-core round one, which is good for doing like casseroles and like a pot of beans. And Okay, so you actually said that you kept your slow cooker because you don't like using your Instant Pot for that. And then you said you had multiple Instant Pots. So now are you saying that you have multiple Instant Pots and multiple slow cookers? That is indeed what I'm saying. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So remember that like 50% of my job at Kitchen is recipe development. And slow cooker is a big subject for us because a lot of our readers come to us for slow cooker recipes. So I felt like I couldn't fairly test a recipe that I was going to say anyone could make in their crock pot or KitchenAid slow cooker if I was testing it in my Instant Pot. Plus, I have a garage yeah, that I have, That's like, big. storage for those kinds of things in. Now, I want to know something. Has the popularity of the slow cooker and slow cooker recipes gone down since the popularity of Instant Pot recipes gone up? Are people still looking for slow cooker-specific recipes? Yes, they are. And do you think that they are making slow cooker recipes in a crock pot or in a specific slow cooker or they're making it using the slow cooker function in the instant pot or there's probably no way for us to know? I think primarily people are looking, are using their slow cooker as their slow cooker and using their instant pot as an electric pressure cooker. Sometimes we get questions in comments and also I'm part of a couple instant pot communities where people will share slow cooker recipes and they're like, wait, how do I convert this to an Instant Pot when it's like they forget that you can use the Instant Pot as a slow cooker and there's not that much adaptation that you have to do. Like they are thinking, oh, I need to turn this slow cooked recipe into an electric pressure cooked recipe, which is not always the case. I thought they were asking that because they want to make it using the Instant Pot function And they want to make it faster. Yeah, I think that that's like sort of the confusion between the Instant Pot and the slow cooker and using your Instant Pot as a slow cooker. Sometimes that is the ask. And sometimes it's just that people forget that you can use your Instant Pot as a slow cooker. Got it. I think specifically of this like one really big roundup of recipes that we have on Kitchen where we included slow cooker recipes and people are like, but wait – how can I convert them to an Instant Pot? Which you don't you don't have to. Your Instant Pot can be a slow cooker. Yes. And it does have the advantage of like being able to brown in it without like using a separate pan, which is kind of what you have to do for a slow cooker. So, right. But I want to know something honestly. Do you love a slow cooker? So I don't own a slow cooker anymore. I use my Instant Pot as a slow cooker. Okay. So I just have one device. One device now, to rule them all. To rule them all. And I decided that because I live in New York City and I don't have a garage. 
And I, well, for Make It Easy, I did develop slow cooker recipes. And at the time I did have a separate slow cooker. So I did test in both the Instant Pot using the slow cooker function and also the slow cooker itself. Also okay. for cookbooks, you have other people test the recipes for you. Like I, I am like, I had an army of home cooks testing the recipes after my rigorous minimum three rounds of testing. Yeah. So it's different than when you're developing recipes for media, like for yeah. magazines. Well, magazines usually have a, either a test kitchen or an editor. Digital media works a little differently. We actually have a cross-testing system at Kitchen. Oh, cool. So other edit, like I'll test a recipe like once or twice till I feel like it's at a good point and then it gets handed off to another editor to test, um, which is great because the thing, and specifically about like slow cookers and instant pots is like they all cook a little bit differently. Yes, totally. And that's why there's like a wide range totally. of, of cooking like times where they'll be like, it's either four hours or five hours. It might be somewhere in between depending on how your slow cooker heats. And I know it sounds like we're actually going off on a nerdy professional tangent, but I just want to pause here for a second and say to our listeners that this actually isn't, this is a relevant conversation for you guys because one of the biggest things that I come across and have heard also myself when I've developed recipes for stories or when I was blogging more frequently are complaints about slow cooker recipes. Okay, so they can Ooh. they can cause a lot of problems. A lot of them tend to be about um, liquid. Yes. <laughs> and I think that it's really important for people to realize that digital publications especially have very different policies about how they test, mm. especially if it's a digital publication that isn't associated with a print publication or if that recipe isn't coming from the print edition. So not everybody is like the kitchen and has some sort of like cross testing. I love it. I feel like it's like subtle shade where you're like, hey, just I'm a FYI, little subtle shading. You can't always trust recipes you find on the internet. Petty crocker in true. the house. <laughs> okay. So, so, and, and it's tricky. These, these slow cooker recipes can be tricky, especially bloggers who are just like cooking something for themselves and then just posting it. And it's yeah. like, actually it's, it sounds shady. It's like, I'm not really like, it's just real life. There's a lot of variation. So, okay. Going back to your question. Do you like the slow cooker? Right. That's do I like question. the slow cooker? So I... And you can't tell us a straight answer, Stacey. What's up? No, I'm, I'm getting to it, Megan. <laughs> All right. So just mm, pipe down. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm pipe sorry. Pipe down. Because <laughs> um, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling shady. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. So the Instant Pot, I was using it as both, but then I ended up realizing, hmm, this slow cooker recipe, I can just cook it faster using the Instant Pot function. And I started doing that more and more and more and more until I was like, I'm barely ever slow cooking anything. Why would I when I can have everything in half the time? Except I don't like the way pressure cooked meat comes out. Like oh. slow cooked meat, like things that should meat that should be like braised and cooked for a long time. 
I find, despite what everybody else says, that it's still like a little bit tough. Yeah, or sometimes dry. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only thing I really love the slow cooker for still. That's your answer. Okay. I feel like (laughs) that was direct. I feel like this is also like Instant Pot episode 2.0 because (laughs) it's hard not to talk about the Instant Pot and the slow cooker, but... You know, slow cookers have been around a lot longer. There are a lot. There's a lot more legacy recipes in slow cookers too. Well, how about you? What do you use the slow cooker for? Do you like the slow cooker? Okay, I didn't really use the slow cooker very often before I started writing for kitchen. Just that's not the way that I cook, which is a weird thing to say. But I'm more like I'd rather just like cook something start to finish really quickly. And because I worked so for so long outside of the home, like I went to out like to a studio to work, it didn't always work for me to start a slow cooker recipe in the morning and then like check on it at lunchtime and then have it for dinner. And this is my issue with the slow cooker. I feel like the slow cooker is sold to parents as the solution to all of their dinner woes. Like you're going to cook this recipe like You can start it before work and then come home to dinner being done. But that's, like, not really true. A lot of recipes that you cook on slow or, like, low, slow cook them, they're either, like, formulated to cook in four or five hours Mm -hmm. on the the high function or they need, like, eight hours on the low function or they need, like, 12 hours on the the slow cooker function. And it's hard – Like if you have a job, like a a 40-hour-a-week job where you go to work for eight hours, eight and a half hours a day, and you have a commute, you're gone for like 10 hours. So it's not really as simple as like, oh, just put this in the slow cooker in the morning, and when you come home, dinner will be done. No, sometimes you're going to come home to like a way overcooked dinner yeah, because you got caught up in a meeting or there was trouble at carpool pickup, and it took longer than you thought. So I think – One of the things I love about the slow cooker is one of the things I love about the Instant Pot, too, is its ability to help with meal prep rather than, like, cooking a weeknight dinner. So to your point, like, cooking a whole brisket over the weekend because that can be, like, multiple meals throughout the week, but it's prepped on, like, Sunday or Saturday or cooking beans in it or even cooking stock. Like, all those things I like to do in a pressure cooker, I also like to do in a slow cooker. Well, why would you choose the slow cooker over the pressure cooker? Sometimes because I'm trying to cook multiple things at once. Okay. Like I might be cooking beans in my slow cooker, which honestly sometimes I feel like beans in the slow cooker are better than beans in an Instant Pot because you can kind of noodle them more. Like, you know, that every dry bean has a different cooking time. And depending on the age of the beans, they might take longer or shorter to cook. And I find the Instant Pot frustrating sometimes because – I might, like, cook older black be- black-eyed peas, and they'll take, like, they really need 10 minutes of pressure, but I only start them with five, and then I'm like, well, how much time do I add? Whereas, like, in the slow cooker, I just put them in the slow cooker and let it go, and I know it's probably going to cook, like, all day, and I can kind of, like, adjust as I go along. Like, oh, these are cooking a little slower than I want them to. Maybe I'll turn it up to high heat. There's just less margin for error, I feel right. like, in okay. the Instant Pot than in the slow cooker. I also don't have that much success with doing sort of casserole-type things in an Instant Pot versus a slow cooker. Like, you can do some of those kind of, like, bread puddings or breakfast bakes in a slow cooker overnight, which is really great for holidays. But I don't feel like they're as successful in an Instant Pot. 
as yeah. they would be in a slow cooker. I don't if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't do those. Like I don't cook that kind of stuff very yeah, much. Yeah, that's how I felt for a really long time. Like I feel like bef- just in the last three years, I'm really using the slow cooker for stuff like that. But I do like the slow cooker for things like big batches of like apple butter or like yeah. apple sauce. You know, I mean, I'm just repeating myself, like fruit sauces and yeah. things like that, that I do find that the Instant Pot, I don't, just doesn't feel the same to me. I'm afraid that the bottom's going to burn or I don't know, especially in a smaller batch. Yeah. Like if I just have like, you know, six apples that are like about to go bad because it's fall and I bought, we bought like a whole bunch or we went apple picking. I feel like that I can easily just like peel them core them, throw them into the slow cooker with a whole bunch of spices. And like you said, you can kind of like check them and taste them along the way and like see how soft they are and grab them before they, you know, burn on the bottom or stir it up. Right. But again, it's like you said, it's definitely a weekend thing or I do work from home. So it's like when I'm around, it's just something that it's like a set it and forget it kind of thing, but you're kind of milling about and you can kind of keep an eye on it, you know, every couple of hours. I do like the slow cooker for that kind of stuff. And that's better than the instant pot. Yes. And also my uh, like slow cooker, I feel like especially my six quart one has a larger capacity than even my eight quart instant pot because the instant pot requires a certain amount of headspace in order to come to pressure. So like you can do quote unquote baked potato or baked sweet potato in both the instant pot and in the slow cooker. The cooking times are gonna be wildly different. Like in your instant pot, it's gonna be 10, 15 minutes. And in your slow cooker, it's kind of all day. But I can do like 10 potatoes in my slow cooker and I can only do four in my instant pot. But that's kind of a technicality, right? I mean- is it? That just I don't know. is it? Doesn't that have to do with just like the capacity? Yeah, of well, your particular. I guess models? I'm trying to say like yes, of your particular model. There's not a larger than an eight quart instant pot. Oh, got is it. There? Okay, I don't so know. Like I don't know. I'm like, is there maybe a ten quart? We no, need Michelle Tam back to tell us. But I know. <laughs> I feel like if there is, she's got one. She's probably got it. I, but so I think I'm saying like a slow cooker might actually be really helpful if you have a larger family than I have and you need to That's feed a, a mass, mass quantity versus like the instant pot. Really, there's almost the, it reaches a max capacity faster. And that actually brings me to holiday meals, keeping yes. things warm, potlucks. Great, great time to pull out the slow cooker, like making those mashed potatoes and then keeping them warm all day on Thanksgiving or some other holiday or for like a potluck. And that's not something that the Instant Pot can do that I am aware of, or I've never used it that way for just like keeping things warm and like having it on the side. The Instant Pot does have a warming function, but I find like you're saying with apple butters, it tends to get too hot. And I think future models of the Instant Pot will fix that. But The thing that's really nice about a slow cooker is that it's like this insulated crock. So even if you have to turn it off, it tends to stay warm longer than the Instant Pot would when it's off because it's it's got so much insulation. Okay, drinks in a slow cooker, like if you're going to have a winter party and you need to keep hot chocolate or mulled wine warm, the slow cooker is awesome for that. Yeah. I also want to shout out, there are some like 
funny things that you can make in a slow cooker that you wouldn't think about. Like you can make Chex Mix in a slow cooker or snack mix in a slow cooker. Yeah, I love that. Which just the the other thing to think about and why you might really want to rely on a slow cooker is like if you're renovating your kitchen and you don't have access to your oven, like you can cook a whole chicken in your slow cooker without any extra liquid. You won't get it brown, crispy chicken skin, but you'll get like a rotisserie style chicken with just putting like a seasoned chicken in your slow cooker and letting it cook for several hours. Love that. So it just has these very like great practical functions. And I think, and this actually applies to the Instant Pot too. I think I started this whole episode by talking about how freezing I am. (laughs) And that tends to be the thinking behind pulling out the slow cooker, like cozy meals and stews and pulled meats. But actually pulling these devices out in the middle of summer when you do not want to, A, turn on your oven, or B, Bring the kids home at five o'clock so that there's time to cook dinner when you could so much easily, more easily be out in the park, like having fun because it's still light out and they can run around. Like that's a great time to use these devices as well. Put some chili there, like let it cook, be out until like seven o'clock, enjoy the sunlight and then come home and have, you know, and eat dinner then, like right away, right out of the pot. I love using it in the summer as well. Stacy, you talking about like how um, you can feed your kids with it reminded me, our friends, Radish Kids, they have a Facebook community that I'm a part of. And someone brought up this great point, which is that the slow cooker is a wonderful device when you want to start teaching your kids cooking, but you're not ready for them to be at the stovetop yet. Oh, that's an awesome idea. They can load up the slow cooker and feel like they have ownership of a recipe without having to like be standing over the stove to make a pot of chili. That is such a great idea. Yeah. And I want to say that building on that, like that's a great like first step. And then if you're using your Instant Pot or you have an Instant Pot, like the next step up can be using the saute function on your Instant Pot because then you get that sizzle sizzle and the browning, and you can teach them about sauteing, again, without having a flame. So that can be like the next step. I love it. I never thought of that. I Shout out to the Radish Kids family, because someone else made me think of it. And you know how much I love to cook with kids, but I was just like, oh, I never thought about using my slow cooker with my daughter. She would be into that. Yeah. It's a great idea. Um, okay, so I feel like we've covered whether we love the slow cooker. It, we're saying maybe it's not our favorite tool, but it does have some great functions for us. But let's talk about our favorite recipes in the slow cooker as our lightning round. Okay, so be- I bet you have some. I do, and they're okay. all in like the one category. But so before we get to Ooh. that, I just want to ask about one thing. Okay, like ha- I've seen these like slow cooker beef and broccoli. Like on blogs and stuff? Like that's a really popular uh, I for sure have a slow cooker beef and broccoli on the kitchen. Do you like – and it looks like beautiful. Like in the photos, it's like beautiful takeout. And it, you've done this. It works. You like it. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what I like it for. Talk to Not me. Not to be like gender, you know, gender roles. But my husband doesn't really cook, Right. And so there are times when I need to, but like, I'm not going to be home for dinner. And there are times where I need to like, kind of set him up for success. A slow cooker beef and broccoli has been one of our go-tos because 
I can do like the beef mixture and start it cooking in the afternoon. And all he has to do to finish it is like throw the broccoli on top and reheat some rice, which can even be like frozen rice. Not to be patronizing to my husband, but like now I'm like, oh, that's a great, like if you have kids who come home in the afternoon, you could start a slow cooker recipe and they could finish it for you. That's Um, a great idea. Like that's something Isaac could probably do. Yeah. So I think the thing about the thing about the slow cookers are like these very specific instances when I will want to use them. Yes, I can make beef and broccoli on the stove and it's faster and it's just as delicious. But if I need to set my husband or my teenager up for success, maybe I'm going to use a slow cooker instead. Got it. Okay. So the broccoli you do separately is the point. Yeah, I, I I think the and this is the other thing I think is cool about the slow cooker versus the instant pot. Like sometimes with the instant pot, you have to cook in multiple batches, and it's like coming up to pressure, and then releasing the pressure, and then coming up to pressure, and releasing the pressure. Whereas like the slow cooker, you can have it on one temperature. You can cook the beans or the beef or the corned beef, whatever it is, and then at the end, throw in the more tender vegetables that don't need it as long to cook without a lot of effort. Got it. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So now let's. I want to know what is the category of slow cooker recipes that most of yours fall into? It's all like Poles meat. (laughs) Like all of it. Like everything else, I've just, like, I've moved over to using the Instant Pot because it just cooks, it cooks the same thing faster, faster, in my opinion. And like, I'm not that planned ahead. Okay. Um, So on my site, which is an adaptation from a uh, America's Test Kitchen healthy slow cooker cookbook that I really, really love that we'll link to, there's a sweet and tangy pulled chicken that I love. Alternatively, you throw some chicken and some jarred barbecue sauce, which we've already aired our episode on chicken nuggets. Now <laughs> and everybody your love knows of barbecue sauce that yes. I love barbecue sauce, and it's one of the only like jarred sauces besides ketchup and mustard that I keep around. But this is like a very very simple recipe. It's like a little ketchup, a little molasses, a little cider vinegar, and mustard. It's delicious. Also, in my cookbook, Make It Easy, Slow Cooker Carnitas, mm-hmm. which literally, I'm going to give you the recipe. You should go buy my book, and I'll link to it, <laughs> but I'm going to give you the recipe. It's literally a pork shoulder. For every three pounds of pork shoulder, it's half a cup of freshly squeezed orange juice from like a real orange, or just go buy freshly squeezed orange juice, two teaspoons of salt, and a bay leaf. That's it. Boom. That's Dinner's it. done. You just, and then you get so much pork. You can put it on nachos and quesadillas and blah, 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 blah. And it's like you said earlier, it's just like cooking a big hunk of meat at some point and then using it a million different ways. It's more meal prep than cooking a particular dinner. Yes. Oh, also from the Healthy Slow Cooker Revolution, which is the America Test Kitchen cookbook, there's a teriyaki pork tenderloin Ooh. recipe in there that I tried because I was like, why would you cook pork tenderloin in a slow cooker? Because that's actually a quick cooking cut of pork. You know, you can cook that in the oven. You can roast a pork tenderloin in the oven. You can grill it in less than 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. So I was really fascinated by that and it came out beautifully. So that was another one. I did once make a soup that I really liked using broth and meatballs, Mm. a slow cooker Italian meatball soup that I really liked. And what I liked about it is that you can use either, um, like I have frozen chicken broth a lot of the time, homemade chicken broth in my freezer, 
or you can just use you know the box of chicken broth and then hearty greens that can just stand to be in there a while and some meatballs that you can either use like from frozen or if you've made them yourself and then i have an apple butter recipe that i really like that i make in there what about you um, I'm going to second, not just apple butter, but any kind of butter or like jam, mm-hmm. loose jam Ooh. without having to use um, like a pectin to thicken it. Yeah. We do strawberry a lot in it. I think we have a recipe on the kitchen that I wrote that's like any kind of fruit butter. And we give some guidelines for different, like whether it's apples or a stone fruit like peaches or whether you're going to use strawberries. So yes oh, to I butters. Just- Found on my site, I didn't realize this, slow cooker chai spiced apple butter. Yum. Ooh, I haven't yes. made that in a long You're going to link that. You've got to link that in the show notes because I want to eat that. What else? Pa- I'm all, well, I feel like I'll butcher the pronunciation of pasta e fagioli. Ooh, yum. Yes. Yeah. In the slow cooker because you can do it with dried beans and so it makes this like really beautiful broth and then you can add the pasta later in the cooking. And that is the kind of thing where I like started on a Sunday morning we have it for dinner that night, and then I have tons for the freezer because it makes a big batch, um, and it's, like, super inexpensive and so hearty and kind of perfect for when the weather is so cold like it is right now. And it's that thing of next overs, right? Like, I'm cooking once. I'm going to have a meal that day, and then I'm going to also have a meal for my future self in the freezer, which I love. Next overs is genius. The other thing, this is, like, very Southern. <laughs> I feel like, but you can do like a pork shoulder and soda, like pork shoulder with root beer or pork shoulder with Coca-Cola and braise it that way. And it makes it kind of like sweet and it's great for doing like barbecue sandwiches um, or even turning into tacos with different flavorings or like adding teriyaki sauce. So again, cooking a pork shoulder with something sort of like your carnitas, but a different little flavoring. Um, And then I love things like brisket and corned beef in it. Because I just think those those are great to do in the oven, right? Like, it's great to cook a brisket in the oven. But in the summer, you don't always want to have your oven on for four hours to cook a brisket. Basic beans. I love beans in the slow cooker. Dried beans. I'm having a love affair with dried beans in general right now. So I just feel like I want to master them. I feel like for a long time, I felt intimidated by dried beans and felt like canned beans always tasted better. And the slow cooker is helping me like find a chickpea recipe that I really love or a black eyed pea recipe that I really love. And then also freezing those for future use instead of just relying on canned beans. Nice. I feel like there are some desserts that are really good. Like oh, my yeah. friend Patty, who also writes for the kitchen, has a slow cooker. It's like a pudding cake. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you put the ingredients in and like the top cooks and it's kind of like a cake and then the underneath is soft and creamy like a butter yeah totally like a pudding it's almost like not quite raw but like really like yeah like kind of like a chocolate lava cake or maybe you know it as like a brownie pudding where it's like brownie on the top and that's just kind of one of those cool things to do if you're gonna have people over because it cooks really quickly or relatively quickly right for a slow cooker recipe like i think it's a couple hours but you can like start it when everyone arrives and then you guys can, you can have like warm brownie pudding with a scoop of ice cream as dessert yeah. after dinner. Megan, with I want minimal that now. Effort. Wait until you hear my three food emojis this week mm. and know that a brownie pudding from the slow cooker <laughs> is just the thing that I need this week. <laughs> so we'll link to all these recipes in the show notes. 
But real quick, what are your oh, top three what food are my, emojis this week? Oh, should you go first? I'm finding my phone. <sighs> okay, mine are chocolate bar, pretzel, and peanut butter. Oh, yeah. Or not peanut butter, but the peanut. So obviously there's like some hormone stuff going I was gonna on. <laughs> I was like, is this a totally Sorry, inappropriate guys. question that if oh, like sure. – if uh, like if my husband asked me if I said that and my husband was like, "Do you have your period?" I'd be like, "That is so wildly how, offensive! How dare you even ask?" And yes, oh my, get me God. a Reese's peanut butter cup at the grocery store. <laughs> but I was like, Megan, what's happening over there? But you know what? Guess what, what? Megan? You can ask me the same question back because mine is that weird. What is it even? Is it a ham? Is it a ham? It has a bone going through it. It's like a... Oh, I do think it's a ham. <laughs> the, like a bone-in ham. Yeah. Like a... a yeah. Like, yeah. Like, whose idea was that? Like, why why that? Okay, but that. Uh, the that. the salt shaker and a okay. baby bottle. Stacey, is there something you would need to share with us? <laughs> there is. Did someone have a baby? Nobody had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeling like a baby this week? Yes. Oh, my God. I'd die. No, <laughs> no, I have no idea. Clearly, there's something hormonal going on between the two of us. Like, <laughs> something's happening. We're like cycle our, syncing with yeah, each other because we spend too much time on the oh podcast. Oh my gosh, hilarious! So, on that note, on that note, you should follow Stacy <laughs> at Stacy Billis on Instagram and see what food emojis she's using in her captions. There, she so shares excellent recipes. And you can and, follow me. Yes, you should at Stir and Scribble on Instagram. But you can also find us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and Facebook, where you can also join our private listeners group. The answer to the secret question is whiskey. I wonder if we should change that soon, but not yet, people. It's whiskey for now. Most importantly, subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss a single episode. And if you like what you hear, tell your friends about us and leave a review on iTunes. It actually makes a really big difference, mostly to our mental health, because we really love hearing from you (laughs) and we check frequently because we love it. We read every single one of them. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamando. A huge thank you to our editor, Jeremy Enns, and the team at Counterweight Creative. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to smash all five stars on iTunes and subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding us kids and families. I think it's fun to talk about food.